0: Hey there! Welcome to the tent. I'm your host Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, last few um, podcasts that we've shared here on the tent have apparently really resonated with a lot of you. It's I know it's like a mindset thing and sort of a starting the tank thing, but I think for some reason the timing is right and it's just hitting people. We've received a lot of comments, a lot of questions, a lot of discussion about you know, what we talk about, deploying patience and observation during the establishment of new botanical method aquariums. And I'm really, really pleased to hear this because the fact that so many people have been sort of buying into these philosophies is indicative of a mental shift of sorts in our hobby movement. And as I've I've said, I don't know, hundreds of times here, botanical method aquariums, and I like that term now, I'm comfortable saying it, method, botanical method aquariums are not an aquascaping style. Rather, they're representative of a methodology which embraces natural materials and processes to finish what we start or to work with what we start, to not only help create and enrich the ecosystem, but to change the aesthetics as it does. In other words, the ecosystem evolves and the aesthetics of the aquarium evolve along with it. This sort of handing off to nature to take over what we've started in the very earliest days of our tanks is a hugely important step in what we do. In fact, I dare say that this is a foundational part of our approach. I can't stress it enough. And honestly, I admit that it's really hard to do sometimes. You know, you've earnestly done the work to research your aquarium, get it set up, get all the equipment going. Maybe you've laid out the materials and scaped it the way you like it. Maybe you're using some of the, the sedimented substrates that we talk about that we like to use. and you know, all of a sudden it starts getting a little bit turbid and the water gets a little dark and tinted. Now, biofilms start forming and fungal growth start forming immediately on your wood and your leaves and your seed pods that you've just spent good money on. And we tell you to keep your hands out and just enjoy. Not easy for us to say, right? Now, for those patient souls who admire and appreciate the processes of nature and therefore embrace the aesthetics as the aquarium establishes itself, it's a time to savor all that's unfolding in front of you. Now, for those who are are perhaps a little less patient, maybe unsure and eager to see a clear but tinted aquarium, uh, and perhaps a little less disheveled start to their new tank, it can really test their patience and faith in the approach for sure. Interestingly, one of the most frequently asked questions that we receive about newly established botanical method tanks is how to get them to look broken in and established more quickly. And I think that's kind of funny. Now, let me be clear about a couple things. I don't advocate circumventing the processes which help establish our botanical method aquariums. I do, however, understand that many people enjoy the look of these tanks and they want to enhance the aesthetic experience whenever possible. This sort of a strange inconsistency is created because... The the strange inconsistency is that it would be better to simply embrace the aesthetics which arise when we create these types of tanks. That early fungal growth, the turbidity, all those types of things. You know, my advice on how to get the look you like is to go all in and embrace the extensive use of the materials which we use to create these tanks from day one and let nature do her thing. I know that sounds kind of weird, but and of course, there are a few things you could do you could, to sort of expedite the established look of a botanical style or botanical method aquarium. But they're really just sort of, you know, hacks. I hate that term, I know. But they're really just sort of ways to sort of get a look. And they're no substitute for just letting the tank, you know, establish itself and evolve over time naturally. Okay, Thelman, what are they? Jesus, tell me. Okay, so... You could use some botanicals and some partially decomposed leaf litter, some substrate, and even water from an established botanical method aquarium to give you more of an involved vibe and definitely some microbial populations and therefore some function. Now, this is completely consistent with the concept of adding sand from an established or you know filter media or whatever from an established healthy aquarium. This has been used by aquarists in all sorts of aquariums for decades and decades. Now. If you're doing this for purely functional reasons, as opposed to just trying to hack the look, I can see tremendous merit to this idea. I mean, hell, adding sand or gravel or decomposing leaves or whatever from an established aquarium to jumpstart a new one is sort of a standard practice in a lot of aquariums. It's nothing new. Doing it with botanical materials rich with detritus, you know, biofilms, fungal growth, and beneficial bacteria is simply the botanical style version of this time-honored process, right? Makes perfect sense. But again, there's no substitute for patience and the passage of time. It just takes time. And I realize for a lot of people, it's hard to stare at a tank that is looking, I don't know where it is, conventionally, uh, we would consider it dirty, or maybe not as, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, fastidious, as you might expect. But the reality is, um, there is that no substitute for nature working her magic on the materials that we put in the water. And in fact, looking back on some of my favorite tanks that I've executed in the past, you know, I don't know, five, six years, even though they looked pretty cool from the start because, you know, I thought about how I wanted to escape them and so forth, it becomes increasingly obvious to everybody who'd seen them, and especially to me, that these systems don't really hit that complete look and feel that everybody talks about and that we expect, until long after they've evolved naturally, however long that is. This stuff needs to acquire that patina of biofilm, the stain from the tannins, and decomposition of the botanical materials really needs to begin before one of these systems turns functional as well. But you'd be surprised how very quickly your tank can look really established. I just set up an aquarium recently. Uh, I've shared it on Instagram uh, and uh, Facebook and so forth with you. Um, I tried to do a very quick and it's a funny story, I'm going to digress a bit, but it, but I tried to do a very quick, um, almost a, I guess you'd call it a stylized aquascape, which is really not something I like to do, but it was really speaking to me, I did it quickly, it looked pretty freaking cool, actually. And then, of course, I stared at this tank with the, you know, the, the, the nice sand that I was using, and, you know, the wood looked really good, but kind of artificial, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know about this, I'm going to need to do more to it. And of course, I had to mess with the substrate because that's what I do, and I started mixing in some uh, of our nature base of our Zaea substrate, and then a really cool product that I like. Um, it's uh, by Carib C. It's called a, a Peace River. It's a it's a gravel. It's like a very fine aquarium gravel. It reminds me of when I was a kid. That sort of a brownish gravel, and I throw a few pieces there to get a sort of a texture. And then, of course, I work in. Um, we've talked about this before. And I worked in some uh, bits and pieces of botanicals and leaves and seed pods and roots and all that kind of stuff to kind of give the bottom a sort of a uh, established sort of a look and, and not just a look, but it also just set it up to do what it does. It's just process nutrients and uh, accrue biofilms and fungal growth and so forth. But anyway, and of course, in the process of doing this, I, because I used just like literally my mission was to grab any piece of wood and just use it. And I put a bunch of wood together, again, came up with a cool design, put some rocks on it to weigh them down. And of course... What happens the other day? I go to the tank, and sure enough, I'm looking at this tank because I'm having these little doubts about. Man, it looks kind of artificial, anyway. Must have been a portending something, but I, I go to the tank uh, the other day. It's in my home, my office, and what happens? Uh, one of the rocks that was holding one of the main pieces of wood apparently fell fell off, and the whole uh, there's literally a tank full of floating wood pieces. Which of course is like one of those things you just want to sort of cry, but my initial thought was, oh, this sucks. This totally sucks. But then on the other hand, I was like, you know, I wasn't quite, even though I said I was feeling it, I wasn't quite feeling the whole thing. And it just didn't look natural enough to me. It just looked too much like one of those Instagram stylized tanks that you would enter in a contest. And I'm, I don't even know what possessed me to do it other than just trying to work with junky wood and see what I could do. Anyway, make a long story short in my, in my process of like taking everything out and putting in little pieces of wood. I, I had a view, I had a picture, which I'll share with you in the, the, the uh, print version of it or the, uh, online version print I'm dating myself, um, uh, of a, of a sort of an, uh, a in Brazil and, and this jumble of like trunks and roots and stuff that I really wanted to do. And it was a lot of open water, but the water was slightly turbid and I just had this vision. And I was like, wow, my tank's kind of turbid because I'm adding the, substrate and I'm mixing all this stuff and while I was moving all the wood around it ended up making the substrate look mixed and even better than I'd expected and of course the water was very cloudy and so I had to wait a few days for it to start to clear but as it's clearing out I'm looking at this and I'm comparing it to the picture that was in my mind and then the picture that I saw uh, that uh, Mike Tucanardi took in in, uh, in Brazil and I'm like damn this is almost straight on exactly what that looked like so Long story short, I got the look I wanted by increasing the function, by adding all the materials, and, and in this case, actually messing with it, which is something I wouldn't normally do, but I kind of ended up mixing some things up because I was pulling things in and out. It was a little bit of a disaster with a lot of towels and water and cursing, but at the end of the day, it was kind of fun, and I was like, you know, sometimes a really nice thing comes of a mess. So you can get an established look in a tank that's, you know, a week old, depending on the materials you use and how you use them. But again, for most tanks, you know, it's six months or three months or whatever when things really start looking good most botanical methodic worms. That's when the bulk of the settling in is done. The bacterial and the fungal uh, and the microorganism populations have sort of increased and the nutrient imports and exports have sort of balanced out and stabilized. The tank looks great. It has that earthy smell. The water is beautiful. It just looks, I don't know, ecologically diverse and it looks rich. And the fish is just sort of relaxed and pretty... There's something about that four to six month mark for me uh, that really is magical. And I've, I've long held that one of my favorite botanical method aquariums I ever did was one I did about I know, three or four years ago. It was an aquarium utilizing mangrove wood, red mangrove wood, when we were carrying that. And I hope we'll get that in in the future. It's just been a little hard to get from our, our source in Southeast Asia. It's difficult to ship and there's some, been some problems with... Um, um, logistics on their end, but we're working on it, because a lot of people have asked about it. It's a great, great wood. Uh, anyway, so looking at this mangrove wood, lots of leaf litter, and it had catapa bark, and probably the only tank in recent years that I truly regretted changing and moving on from. is one of those modes where I had to do a bunch of things to show you different looks, and it was super sad, but it wasn't all that sexy and dark and established looking from the get-go. No, no. I mean, it literally looked like shit for the first couple of probably... Definitely for the first weeks, but maybe the first month or two, it had slightly tinted water. The the wood looked kind of contrived, looked like a campfire, sort of almost in a way. The sand was bare and had mostly intact botanical materials. I had to do a bunch of iterations with the hardscape to get it where I wanted, which was kind of what I did yesterday, right? It almost looked contrived, but I knew from experience that if I waited it out, let nature do her thing, the potential was huge in this tank. And that's what happened. In about a month or two, the biofilm started forming, the, the wood acquired that little patina that we talk about. The leaves and the botanicals softened and broke down. The water took on this beautiful, earthy-looking, mysterious, brownish color. Uh, one of the nicest, every tank has its own color. This had one of the nicest looks I'd ever seen in a blackwater aquarium. And it had a very slight turbidity or you know flavor, as one of my buddies calls it. And it was just compelling and mysterious. And I, I, again, I'm feeling that same vibe from the tank that I just <laughs> disaster the disaster reset, if you want to call it. Um, yet again, by some standards, the water in the tank could be described as almost turbid. It was looked like there were fine materials in the water column. Yet that tank had a real magical thing to it. Like many of the best botanical method aquariums, they have something there. You know, the LED lighting that does something with the, you know, you get those glitter lines. Um, the fish just looked great. Water parameters in this tank were just spot on and they were just consistent for as long as the tank was set up. In fact, I had three spawns of Rummy Nose Tetras in that tank by doing nothing. I'm not a master breeder as everybody knows. So you're doing something right when your fish are spawning like that. And it just, it was just one of those things where, again, it was an exercise. I don't know why this one stands out so much, but it's just an exercise in that whole patience, wait it out, Observe it for a while. Enjoy each and every phase of it. And the tank just had that certain something. I guess it's that essence of you know wabi sabi, the the the, 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 the transience, the ephemeral aspects of our botanicals. The whole package of nature all embraced there. And in, in nature, many habitats go through periods of time where they're. Inundated by an influx of sediments and detritus and stuff like that. And this has a big impact not only in how they function and support the life forms which reside in them, but in how they look as well. And I it's very analogous to the way in which our botanical method aquariums break in. Or in the case of my disaster recovery tank, what happens when you start messing with stuff? Water gets turbid and so forth. It's so spot-on similar to the process in nature. It's not even funny. Many of the same Ecological and even hydrological processes which impact wild habitats appear to shape our botanical method aquarium tanks at home, too. And it's all part of a sequence. It's a pattern, a a journey. I guess that's a good way to describe it. Perhaps what could best be called an evolution, we use that term a lot, which nature's carefully set up and managed over eons. She's got this shit down, trust me. In our own aquarium work, we can replicate the sequence and the process. It's not that hard to do. The really difficult part, as we've said, ad infinitum, especially a lot lately, is acquiring the patience that we have to deploy as we watch our aquariums evolve uninterrupted under nature's steady hand. That's the hard part. That's the magic, too. It's a process, the part of the journey which every botanical method aquarist needs to embrace and to understand. And again, if you could understand what's going on in your tank and accept the look During the establishment phases. That's that's an amazing thing. Of course, an aquarium which utilizes botanicals as a good part of its hardscape follows a set of phases, right? And once the botanical method aquarium, blackwater, brackish, whatever, hits that sort of stable mode, it's just that. It's stable. You won't see wildly fluctuating pH levels, increasing nitrates, phosphates, whatever. To a certain degree, the aquarium's achieved a sort of biological or ecological equilibrium. Now, one thing that's unique about the botanical method aquarium is that we tend to accept the idea of all these decomposing materials accumulating in our systems. We understand that they act to a certain extent as fuel for the macro and microfauna which reside in the aquarium. The idea of leaving this material in place over the long term is a crucial component of this approach. We talked about that a lot. When we do that, when we make those mental shifts and accept that our aquariums aren't really finished, if there's ever such a word, in five days or 50 days. We suddenly begin to understand this whole botanical method aquarium thing it's an evolution a process that you can enjoy at all phases and it just takes time and observation suddenly the day-to-day appearance of the aquarium during its establishment phase is not something that you endure it becomes an intriguing part of the journey yeah it's a mental shift of the highest order you have to appreciate that your aquarium is doing all kinds of interesting things as it establishes itself and you're appreciating your aquarium during every phase of its existence. And that is how you work with what we like to call the establishment. I hope this gave you some ideas, shared a little humility. I really need to do a video. I know people tell me this film and you've got to do some videos on it and I will sort of set up a way to do that because it'd be fun to share these little disasters with you. I do it on Instagram live sometime. If you want more of those, let me know. We'll do that. And um, hoping to have some fun guests uh, coming up in the next few weeks on the tent, and uh, talk about some interesting subjects, and we'll have some neat things to, to to share with you. So, anyway, enjoy your day. Think about what I talked about there. The next time you're looking at your tank and you're it's not maybe not quite where you want it, just wait. It'll get there. Stay bold. Stay creative. Stay excited. Stay in, interested, and stay patient. And always, always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tan and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of the tent.